G'day leaders. In this podcast, we talk about curiosity. So rather than telling you what it's all about, get curious. Enjoy. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. What? <laughs> Hello, Captain. Oh, what do I Come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So, leadership, life, and everything else. Yeah. And we're live. No, we're recording. In Darwin. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're here for International Men's Day. Yes. You yes. were a special guest speaker yesterday at the oh, event up here it. in Darwin. It was so much fun. Oh, 150, 180, 180, 180, uh, territorians. Yeah. Amazing men in that room. Yeah. So much support for each other. And they all sat there beautifully listening and holding space for all of the great speakers that were up on the stage. We learned so much from so many people yesterday. Yeah. And how lucky am I? I get to hear your talk and your motivational keynote in different parts of the country of the world and every single time I hear it I take something else from it. Yeah. And just even the audience interaction yesterday some of the the parts that they took away then gave me a different perspective. It was amazing. Mm, mm, it was it was a great audience. I, the, the the energy in the room was just beautiful. It was uh, I know we we love it up here. How many times have we come up here now? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like four or five times. Four or five now. times in, up up in Darwin, and uh, we're yeah, no, we love it up here. Now you're limping limping along. Yeah, I broke your toe. Broke my little toe. Of course, you can't do anything for a little toe. So my jelly bean toe is a uh, fat jelly bean. Fat jelly bean toe. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Yeah, but uh, we haven't recorded for a while. No, yeah, no. So no, life thought, has been full. It has been full. Yeah, I got to watch your keynotes over in Adelaide and your workshops you've been running as well. Mm. But we didn't get a chance to record any. Podcast. No. Yeah. No. So anyway, we're back. Yes. We're back. Yes. And Bose, we still haven't heard from you and Bollinger. Oh, we're waiting. Yes. Come oh, on, well. Bollinger. Mm. <laughs> now, I'm curious, Michelle, what did you want to talk about today? Curiosity. I like it. Look at that segue. How good oh, are we know, with our little segues? A little corny. <laughs> a little corny. I'm, I think I'm the corniest. I've got the corniest humor in the world. Well, was it the Curiosity Show with oh, Rob yes. and Rob? Was it I Rob love and the Rob Curiosity Show. Yeah. yeah. It shows our age, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah, but the re the reason why I wanted to speak about curiosity today is that often we we're just we go along with the flow, mm. we turn up, we mm. do our thing, mm. we go, and it's just this routine, the monotonous, and after a while, you may st start to feel a little disenchanted with your job, with life, with how things are going, mm. or becomes a bit. bit boring mm. but if you decide to look at things with curiosity and meeting people when meeting people with curiosity and that's based on how i came up with this is yeah. based on the last episode which is on the, the art listening. of listening yeah. that's right yeah. and so one of the things that i also use 
with the art of listening is curiosity. So wanting to know as much about that person and learn as much about that person with a curiosity, almost a hunger. Mm. And then it turns off my brain wanting to interject, respond. wanting to respond. Yeah. Oh, this would have been great. For, oh, well, I guess this is in, an, in addition to the listening podcast. I like this, the curiosity. So mm. having a curiosity bent when you're listening. That's right. So there's listening. And then I was thinking, okay, <clears throat> not just the listening, but in life, curiosity. So mm. if you're disenchanted with your partner, your life, your job, mm. your role, whatever it is, if you can change your perspective mm. and come at things with a curiosity, yeah. what don't I know? Why am I thinking this? What do they know? What do they do? Mm. Then it gives you a new perspective, almost a new lease on life. Yeah just based on the curiosity. I like this. This is reminding me of, so my number one thing in life is learning. I don't want to spend a day on this planet without learning something. I've got this thirst for knowledge, but I, you've just really put a different word on it now. It's it's curiosity. I, I think the world is an amazing place. And I used to think I knew stuff, but the more I learn, the more I realize I know nothing. Mm. And so... Yeah, I, I think that's where where my my passion for learning comes from the the curiosity that makes the world a better place and makes it a more interesting place because yeah. the more you learn, the more you realise you, you you know nothing. Mm. Mm. Well, I use this technique as well. If there's something that I'm not so excited about, something I need to go to attend, uh, I might have a a job or something to do that I almost consider a chore. I'm not that excited by mm. it. If I switch my my perspective yeah. into curiosity, mm. it it just changes it because I'm there to learn. I'm there to discover, even discovering why I have a resistance to going or to, to doing it. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, I didn't know that about myself. Or- so you're kind of stepping out into the observer in your mind. Yeah. And you're, you're like, well, why am I not looking forward to this? Why am I bored here? Why don't I like this? Why do I think or feel that? Yeah, okay. yeah. And it could be an unconscious bias that I might have, yeah. um, which becomes conscious, and yeah. then I can either work on that or, or kind of acknowledge it and go, okay, uh, now I know why. But the, the curiosity, and you can, you can change up your curiosity as a child, mm. as a leader, as a follower, as somebody who's new to it. So even customer centricity, if you put yourself in the shoes of a customer mm. and doing it curiously then mm. you might discover an experience that you hadn't thought of. I like this, Michelle. I, I can see where, why, why you came up with this idea. Because it, we, we, like you said at the start, we travel through life uh, and we get just into patterns, rutted paths of thinking, rutted paths of feeling. We just exist rather than curiously experience, and experience the world. Yeah. I like this. This is a great way to uh, just a little reminder that you have the opportunity to get curious about your day, get curious about your work, uh, get curious about your relationships, get curious about your friends, to want to know more, but that then becomes interesting. It becomes mm. almost exciting that you're approaching life with this this energy of Tell me more, help me understand more, rather than, okay, I know this. And, mm. then, and it's kind of why time speeds up as you get older. Have we, have we spoken about this before? I'm not sure if we have. Yeah, um, yeah. So in, in any of the podcasts. So in the time management course, we talk about the fact that time speeds up as you get older, right? So yeah. as, as you get older, you know, 
time speeds up. When you're a kid, nine till three o'clock at school is such a long time, and it's and it's exhausting thinking, oh, three o'clock, it's so long away. But nine to five goes like that. Monday, it's three years Monday. between Christmases. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Monday to Friday, it's nearly Christmas. I just took down the tree. I said this yesterday in the keynote, but I think. Um, where was I going with this? Time, yeah, yeah. So time, time speeds up because you've seen it all before, mm. right? When you're a young kid, it's the first time you're experiencing life, so you you, you pay attention to everything with one hundred percent of your neural resources. And you know, kids are always in the moment. They're wide eyed, their mouths are open, going, "Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that!" And they experience life with this wonder, this curiosity, which is the word you've given us today. Um, and so, therefore, their attention is solely, wholly in the moment, which means that they're present. And when you're present, time slows down. But the average adult spends their life thinking about what they're going to do tomorrow, what they did yesterday, what they're going to do on the weekend, what they should have done last weekend. So we're always in another moment, which is why we don't live the current moment and mm. it goes past very fast. And that's why time speeds up. But if you get curious, it's going to bring you back to the present moment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So when I've used it uh, and, and I've noticed other people use it, so when you learn something for the first time, you're learning it as a skill that you, and you, you may not be 100% proficient the first time. Mm. So you learn it, become proficient to a certain level. Mm. If you then relearn it or get curious about the backstory of what you've just learned, mm. you can then teach it mm. and impart that onto others and so if you get curious you can look at it from different angles from different perspectives using different analogies that yeah. may be more relevant to the audience that you're giving it to yeah. so you know someone you're you're training someone you're teaching someone you're you're telling for the first time or they've been in the role and you know they might be rutted in their thinking so coming at it with another perspective mm. brainstorming mm-hmm I'm thinking of a physicist at the moment. Uh, I hope I'm getting his name right. Brian Cox. Do you know Brian Cox? No. Uh, he's a physicist. He's um, he's got this wonderful perspective. And I, when you when we when I hear the word curiosity, I immediately think of him. He 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 looks up into the night sky and he's looking at the stars and the galaxies and the and he's curious about. When you, when you listen to him talk, he's, he's just got this thirst for understanding the cosmos and all that sort of stuff. And so he always talks with this smile on his face. And I'm going to guess that he's got this in him. He's got this curiosity where even though he's one of the smartest people on the planet that I've listened to in the past, he almost looks like a little child with this amazing curiosity. I want to know what this existence is all about sort of thing mm. and i've always admired him and i'm kind of putting curiosity into his intent i guess that he's got this childish curiosity that makes the world and the cosmos and the galaxies such a, an intriguing place for him and which is why you see the smile on his face because he's enjoying the experience of being curious about the nature of reality well, you could even bring it up for, you know, and there are studies that to to keep your your mind active and to to um, the neurons, you know, creating new pathways mm. is to take a different route to work. Mm. Um, use the the opposite hand, opposite to dominant hand when cleaning your teeth or mm. doing a task. Mm. If you could also change up 
the level. So maybe get down on the ground and see things as your kids do or, or do it, you know, now that we've got drones, I, I, I've seen on social media the last week or so, there's an image, you know, where they are filming the beach, the waves from with their phone from the shore. Hmm. And then there's an image of that same um, scene, hmm. but from above in a drone and there's all these fish and, and they're, they're playing. and, so and different perspectives. Different perspectives. Nice. Yeah. And just imagine what, how interesting your day would be yep. if you could see it differently. Yeah. We were, we were learning about perspective yesterday with Nick Bell, yes. the, the firefighter, yeah. The, yeah, who, who's now uh, like a, a consultant. He was doing a keynote about looking at your perspective, looking at things from a different perspective, which is curiosity, isn't yes. it? Yeah. yeah. So if you can change your perspective on something, it becomes brand new. And yes. So the world is then a more interesting place because you're constantly changing your perspective on things. That's right. And he had done it as a as part of a process yeah. was you need to get a 360-degree view almost yeah. um, to see what's actually happening, not based on experience prior or mm. an assumption. Yeah. So, Shout out to Nick. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep. So this curiosity mindset, uh, yeah, the more the more we're talking about it, the more I'm starting to think about all sorts of aspects of your life where you could apply this, where if you get curious, the world becomes new. When the world becomes new, you're not going to take it for granted. It's not You're not going to be bored. Oh, I've seen this all before. Yeah. And, and if you're able to put yourself into the shoes of somebody who has a different opinion to you, so this is one of the things that we were starting to talk about in the listening. You're listening with the intent to, to understand. Yes. And what that is, is listening to the intent to understand it from their perspective, not just understand what they're saying, but from their perspective. And I think that's a, that's a skill that everyone needs to develop is, is we've got to stop thinking that we're right all of the time. You know, I was guilty of this when I was younger that I thought I knew stuff and what I knew was right and it was a fact. But a lot of facts are just opinions of information. They're not absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely guaranteed this is the truth because yeah. how many times have you been wrong in your life and learned something? Well, facts, depending on the source, mm. are opinion which is, you know, coloured or biased by their religion, yep. political views, their cultural views, yep. their experiences, experiences, their exactly. observations, their assumptions. So they're we skewed. Got that from Nick we did, yeah. we did. So they're yeah. skewed. Whereas mm. if you then, you know, and there are people uh, who, who try different religions because they're mm. curious about what is it that this religion offers that everyone likes and then they go on to another one so they'll devote one year to a particular religion. Yeah. And it's not that they're... Um, you know, laughing in the face or treating it, it lightly religion. Mm. It's just they're curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Many years ago I, I realised I knew nothing about religion. I didn't grow up in a religious family. My, my parents weren't religious. My dad kind of moved away from the family religion and so I was brought up to believe that if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Yep. And, um, but I felt quite naive. So I, many years ago, went on a bit of a journey to study the different religions and I found it really fascinating because I thought that they were all separate but a lot of them come from a lot of the same sources and and um, it, it was I, I really enjoyed that that two or three years where I was I was actively seeking out religious people sitting down with them hey tell me about the wonderful things about your religion mm. and what I loved learning 
what I got really curious about was the fact that every religion on the planet all shares the same belief system around the, what, what it's called the golden rule in many religions. And it's about basically the way you treat each other. It's, a, it's about respect. In the Bible, I think it says, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Um, but it's in every religion. Mm. And so I, I got very curious about religion many years ago because I didn't know anything. And when I learned the beauty that was in each religion, it really helped me understand why people are attracted to religions. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's it's also curiosity is a great way to have the confidence to try something new because you're trying it not with your ego mm. that I could fail yep. or I might not get this or I don't really understand. If you mm. come at it with a curious perspective, yeah. then it doesn't matter if you stuff up, if you don't understand straight away because you're coming at it almost with a childlike view mm. and nobody rubbishes children who are looking at something for the first time, trying to walk, trying to ride, trying to mm. throw a ball. Mm. It's, it's that curiosity, what it feels like, what it, you know, the action, yeah. all of those. One, one of the things I, I, I've noticed, and I, I speak about this in the creativity and critical thinking courses, and we've both got kids. When when the kid's young, they're just so curious about the world, aren't they? Yeah. And they've got these amazing imaginations. I love this about kids. They're curious about everything. They've got these amazing imaginations. They create imaginary friends, and you've got to set a a, a setting for them at the dinner table yeah. at, at night. You know, okay, Kiss is, is your night. friend is yes. your friend joining us tonight for yeah. dinner? And what do they like to eat? And um and all that sort of stuff, right? So these the kids are curious. You give them a present, they rip open the the present. They they take out they they get the box they take out the toy but then they play with the box because the box has got unlimited potential that toy is whatever it is but that box can be whatever they want it to be so kids are these have got these amazing curious imaginations yeah yeah but then we send them to school mm. and our school schooling system is really quite interesting we don't kids we don't teach kids to use their creativity we teach them to use their logical brains this is this is my opinion so if you disagree please feel free to reach out but we teach them maths science english and stuff where they're either right or wrong. We don't get them to constantly challenge the way things are. We teach them where they're right and wrong. And I think the schooling system actually trains out of them that curiosity, that imagination. And I recently read something. NASA, many years ago, wanted to hire more creative geniuses. Mm. Yeah? Have you yeah. heard this one? No. So NASA wanted to hire creative geniuses. So they asked some researchers to go out and find what makes somebody a creative genius, what makes somebody, you know, able to solve problems using creativity, etc. They found that, and I hope I'm getting the, the data right, five-year-olds. 98% of five-year-olds are creative geniuses. Wow. 98. Yeah. That was, again, I hope I'm getting these statistics right. For those who are listening, please feel free to look this up. And, and if I'm wrong, share with me what the actual statistics were. So at age five, 98% of five-year-olds are creative geniuses that they can use their imagination to solve problems. Then they looked at 10-year-olds and, and it went from 98 down to, and these are pure guesses now, 70-something percent. And then they looked at 15-year-olds and it dropped again. Then they looked at adults and it dropped down to 2%. Wow. Something, something like that. And what they found is that creativity and imagination and genius thinking is actively unlearned because of the way we educate kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so curiosity is something that we need to keep. We need that childish, 
desire to understand how things work and use creativity rather than, oh, you need to learn how to think like everyone else has thought in the past and we will mark you right and wrong like we do at school. I think there's a, a real disservice that we do to children when we take the creativity out of them and we teach them to think like everyone else, which means we're not going to be as innovative as what we can be. We've noted, well, we both uh, with training and do critical thinking, and there's an exercise where you look at, at the nine dots. Yeah. And there's. Don't give it away. I won't give it away. <laughs> but there are, what is it now, 19 different ways, ways to solve, to solve that it. Problem. Yeah. And, and there's a, a one logical way that we give straight yeah. up. Yeah. But kids get it straight away. Yeah. And, and adults just struggle hard. But one thing I noticed in the last workshop that I ran, it mm. was with early learning educators yep. and people who work in the early I learning sector. Yeah. And they were coming up with amazing ideas straight up. Very they didn't creative. they were creative. And I wonder if it's because they now part of um thankfully part of Australia's early learning guidelines are that it's learning through play. Yeah. And so they are getting curious. And in order to do that, the educators are down at their level. They're not standing up in front of a classroom. Mm. They're down there on the carpet, in the grass, in the water, in the mud with the kids. Mm. And they're doing all of this play, which is learning, like tactile learning and and curious. Yeah. Getting curious. I did and, notice that. And they're so, yeah, I, it would be interesting to see what percentage of, of People, adults who work with children, young children. Like really young children. Yeah, yeah. And, and how that's affected. Not yeah, affected, that, that, well, they've caught the creative virus. That's right, Influ the, influenced the them. Curiosity, yeah. 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 yeah, I did notice that. that would, yeah, I like this, that when you work with young children, you become more childlike, and which wakes up the part of your brain that's gone to sleep because you become an adult. Yeah. I like that. So let's wrap this up. Yes. Curiosity. Okay. Makes the world a more interesting place. It does. And you see things from a new perspective every day, every yeah, time. Yeah. So how do we, let, let's give out some challenges. Um, get Ooh. curious. What does it feel like to brush your teeth with the other hand? Yeah. What's what one? does actually smell the coffee that you're drinking or the tea or the juice that you're drinking and then try and taste the different aspects oh, of yeah. that drink. Was oh, this one Colombian? Yes, a yes, I know. One? But it's almost like you know the sommeliers and and people who who um, wine tasters. Yeah, get curious about your journey to work. We we when we came to the, when we went to the airport. Do you remember this? We, we were in the Uber coming out coming up here to Darwin, but we were going out to the Sydney airport, and the Uber map was taking us a different way to which we normally went. Right. Yeah. And I said, um, "Where are you going?" And it, to me, it felt like we were going further away, and. It was a different route. It was a, I've never traveled that way before. And I think it was probably slightly longer, but the traffic flowed more freely. Yes. And so at first I felt this annoyance. Why aren't you going the way we normally go to the airport? I've got a flight to catch. Yes. But the a map was taking him a different way. And we actually got there quicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though it took us a little, it was a longer journey. It got us there quicker. The, but it was the, a different view out the window. Yeah. And do you yeah. remember I said to the, the Uber driver, where are you going? Yeah. And he went, this is the way. I said, no, it's not the way, mate. We've, we've been to the airport a thousand times. Michelle's a captain. She's done, she's done this trip more than anyone else. And he's going, no, the map is saying this way. <laughs> so we're having an argument. Not, not really an argument because there was no anger there. But we're thinking, what the? And then it turned out 
out that it was a faster trip, even though it was a longer distance. Yeah. Yeah. Get curious about your journey. What else can we be curious about? Oh, um, the way we think. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Just our, percep- our perspective on things. Yes. About what we consider to be a fact. Mm. Yeah. Um, here's one, right? So at university, I studied sports science amongst many other things. And what we were told, if you do an, if you have an injury, rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So if you hurt yourself, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Rice is the acronym that we were taught. But now there's, there's, uh, a suggestion that you shouldn't ice an injury straight away. The swelling is sending blood cells to that injury, the sprain or the hurt muscle or whatever it is, or the, the slightly torn ligament that the swelling's there to repair it. And if we put ice on it, it's going to stop the repairing. So there's a, an argument that if you maybe go over on your ankle and you haven't broken anything, you stand up and walk, walk, encourage movement rather than icing. So that was something that, that was I found quite interesting that we've believed a certain thing for a very long time and now it possibly could be different again. Um, you might need to do some research. I'm, I'm not a scientist with regards to this stuff, but get curious about what you consider to be a fact. Yeah. What yeah. else? What else could Ooh, we be curious about? I'm thinking about? about what you spoke about yesterday. Oh, we were just talking about the snooze button. Oh, yeah. So it's always been that uh, the belief is that you shouldn't snooze, you shouldn't that you snooze. just get straight up. And mm. then you said that you you read somewhere yeah, that snoozing it, yeah. is actually good. So it I'm wondering I'm wondering if that yeah. fact is real yeah. or if it's just you've you've gone on to that, you've switched on to that because you've said that you like to snooze. <laughs> so therefore... Well, I, everyone likes to press the snooze button on the alarm clock, but I've always taught that it's a bad thing. Yes. Um, but but there's a couple of researchers saying that it possibly might be a good thing. But again, the, the, the study was self-observation, so it's not really a scientific study. It's more of a, um, mm. you know, oh, how do you feel after snoozing? Wow, I like it. <laughs> yeah. well, I've had more sleep. <laughs> but maybe get creative. Get uh, Look at, so walk in somebody else's shoes for yeah. a day or for an hour or um, just, yeah, get, get curious. Because life would be better if we had a childlike curiosity. Mm. I like that, Michelle. Yep. All right. More dogs. More dogs. Will be a yeah, better place. Will be more a better dogs. place with more dog. Bose Bollinger. Come on, reach out, sponsor <laughs> us. Um, and you know, if you if you want merch, go to our website, captainandtheclown.com, where you can buy our more dogs t-shirts, which always strike up a conversation when Absolutely. you ha- when you're wearing one. You, there will always be somebody that comes up and says, "Yeah, I think the world. I think we need more dogs." And then other people go, "Oh no, there's too many dogs." And we know that they're cat people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because dogs, when you spend time with happy dogs, they inject oxytocin into your body and it makes you feel good. Yeah. All right. Great to see you again, Michelle. Thanks, Guy. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Well, that was fun. That was fun. (laughs) You're such a clown. The clown. (laughs) Lady captain. (laughs) And who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum.